Today is Monday, October 3rd, 2022, and racist Kamala Harris wants federal aid based on skin color for the hurricane. Bill Maher says Kamala Harris should be dumped from the 2024 ticket, and Biden thanks Coast Guard rescue swimmer. He's kicking out over vaccine mandate. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. From a place called America. I live inside of a majority minority community in Tampa, where it's the number one landing spot for Cuban Americans. The vast majority of my neighbors are Hispanic. They love this country. They don't want to be known as Cubans. They want to be known as Americans. Just like Kamala Harris's ancestors who moved here and came to this country to be Americans don't want to be known as Indians or Jamaicans. They want to be known as Americans. And they would be horrified at that Marxist statement. That is a statement meant to divide. That is a sick statement that is meant to judge people by their the melanin that was given to their skin many uh, many many ancestors ago i mean right. this is like a perverse worldview that is actually regressive and not progressive stop calling kamala harris a progressive she is a regressive judging people by their skin color is actually racist that is the definition of racism doling out money or federal funds based on race is illegal and kamala harris should quite frankly be investigated for comments Will, 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 let's go ahead and take a little trip down memory lane here. I am in Washington, D.C. We have a number of things that we're doing here in Washington, D.C. Uh, we're giving a speech to an awesome group, uh, a Conservative Partnership Institute. Uh, we are doing a couple of news hits and a couple of news programs while we're here. And also, I'm going to be on Tim Pool's show tonight. So look forward to that. Please tune in TimCast IRL tonight. We are very excited. We're big fans of Tim Pool on this uh, program. We talk about Tim Pool a lot, and uh, we're very excited to be on the show for the first time. We are in Washington, D.C. I will also be going to Kamala Harris's house today to show you her big, beautiful wall. So stay tuned. We're doing a special on Kamala Harris's wall. Kamala Harris has a wall at her special little house. It's 20 feet tall. It has barbs on the top. It has men with guns standing around it. No immigrant can get through Kamala Harris's wall. But Kamala Harris also has an intellectual wall of stupidity inside of her brain. Kamala Harris is herself a racist by definition. And this is our first story today. And it is a very important story to talk about because there is right now happening in this country federally funded and supported and endorsed racism that is happening through your tax dollar funding and through the perverse ideology of equity and critical race theory. And we're going to break that down today because what's happening in my home state of Florida, very, very sad to be away from Florida. It's gloomy here in DC. It's raining because perfect metaphor. We leave Tampa and it's sunny and it's gorgeous and it's beautiful. Uh, we're praying for the people who are hit south of us harshly. Now, a couple of my neighbors had damaged their homes, but the people in Fort Myers, man, and around that area, Punta Gorda, man, they are really, really hurting. And we have some special analysis for how we're going to help those people out very soon. Uh, we're very excited about it. We're going to be doing a, a, a benefit concert um, at a Buccaneers game, and I'm going to give you details on that later. It's going to be a free benefit concert with some massive names that I am uh, organizing, and it's going to be awesome. We're very excited to help out our fellow Floridians and also, of course, donating to the Florida uh, Disaster Relief Fund. And, um, you know, we're going to put up the URL on the screen here. We encourage everyone to help out those sad hundred, hundreds of thousands of people who have been either harmed, displaced, or completely uh, destroyed by this hurricane. The death count is up in the 40s. I think it's 47 is the last number that I heard. Uh, so this is a very, very deadly hurricane and also the fifth uh, strongest hurricane to ever hit America. And so big time problems for people in Florida. Please pray for them. Uh, but please also pray that the federal government uh, helps them not based on their skin color which you think would be illegal and actually is. And so this is what we're going to cover here in our first story. There is no such thing as a racist earthquake or racist weather or a racist hurricane. The hurricane didn't attack white people or black people. The hurricane hit Florida and it hit uh, communities that are very mixed. I mean, quite frankly, in Tampa, where I live, it's a ton of Cuban residents. Tampa was, by by sheer numbers, the number one landing spot in Florida for Cuban immigrants. It has a wonderful heritage. The majority of my neighbors are Hispanic, and these people consider themselves American. But Kamala Harris, even though her she comes from a family of immigrants as well, from Jamaica and India, doesn't seem to get the point, right? So, First off, in our American uh, Declaration of Independence, it says all men are created equal, okay? 
So that is the writ men, meaning to encompass men and women, are created equal before God, and it doesn't matter how much melanin is in their skin based on where they their ancestors came from, because that's what determines race. What determines race is simply a uh, presentation of melanin, which is a chemical that we all have in our skin based on sort of wh where your ancestors come from. That that's that's what skin color is. Okay, it's a pigmentation. It's a specific chemical, uh, and and that and that that presentation uh, is sort of based on uh, your an the ancestral home and also God's design in order uh, for pe you know people who are who from areas with an enormous amount of sunlight uh, throughout the year. Uh, get heavier melanin counts in their skin. And that actually happens if you move to a very sun-heavy area. So, th so that's race, all right? That's race. So Kamala Harris going forward and saying that she's going to use the federal dole, the federal taxpayer dole, to give money to people uh, who are suffering from this hurricane in my home state, man, it makes my blood boil. It makes me so upset. Give money to people based on the melanin count in their skin is not only sick and wrong, it's actually illegal. And we went and did the research this morning and we, we're going to read you the 1964 Civil Rights Bill and show you that this is frankly illegal. Not only that, it is immoral and against the founding of this country. All men are created equal. There's, there's number one. You also have the Civil War that, of course, makes this you know whole and, and gives rights to all men and women equally in this country. You go forward just a few miles from where I am broadcasting to you right now, you have the Lincoln Memorial. On the Lincoln Memorial, there's a gigantic brass plate where Martin Luther King stood. And he said, I want my children to be judged not by the melanin in their skin, not by their skin color, but by the content of their character. That statement is so famous and so perfectly encapsulated the idea of America that they put it in bronze and they slapped it on the Lincoln Memorial, all right? when Where Martin Luther King gave his famous I Have a Dream speech. So take those two ideals and mash them together and then ask yourself if Kamala Harris's recent conversation about doling out federal aid to hurricane disaster victims based on the melanin in their skin uh, really meshes with this ideolo with the, the ideological uh, 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 vision for what it means to be an American. Okay, here's Kamala Harris saying, based on your skin color, essentially, uh, you're going to get federal aid or you're not going to get federal aid. Watch. It is our... Um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and and impacted by by issues that are not of their own making and, and so women. we absolutely and so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place and if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um, and, and do that work. What the hell are you talking about? Okay, so first off, we don't want everyone to be in an, like, you don't want, it's incredible the semantic games that are being played by the left. Equity is Marxism. Every time you hear equity, just say Marxism. That's what it is. Equity equals Marxism, okay? Just combine the two. This is what it is, all right? So she's saying, essentially there, we want everyone to be in the same place. Not that everyone has the same opportunity, but everyone must be in the exact same place. They view you as a widget. They're bean counters, these people. They're evil. They've always been bean counters. These people are the federal Marxists who run countries like the Soviet Union or China into the ground. They don't view you as a unique individual with unique DNA and retina and fingerprints and a unique life story. They view you as a number. And more importantly, they view you as a race, okay? Specific races of people all inside of America. It is really incredible how racist um, the federal government is. So I am buying a lot of firearms these days. I love buying firearms. It's like my new favorite pastime. Uh, before the hurricane hit, I went to my favorite gun store, Mad Dog Armory, and I bought more firearms. It's fun. It's uh, something that is a nice little treat for me. A lot of guys spend their money on stupid things. This is what I decide to spend some of the extra cash on. And I love getting myself strapped. 
Boy, if there's something the Biden regime has taught us is that we live inside of a country of takers. These people will literally take money out of your bank account to pay for their student loans. It is infuriating. That's why it's so refreshing to partner with a company that is a giver. Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take way too much of your money for data you will never use. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data that you need. That's how the average family, like mine, saves 75 bucks a month switching to Pure Talk. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family, unlimited talk, text, and data, and plans from two gigs all the way to unlimited with mobile hotspots, all on America's most reliable 5G network. So why pay more? Here's another thing. Pure Talk's going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay one month, they'll give you the next month free. The big, woke corporate cell phone service providers would never. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, choose a plan, enter the promo code Benny at checkout, and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. So uh, every time I go in and get a gun, I have to tell the federal government my race. You experience this on your federal NICS form. You have to go in and you have to tick off uh, the boxes of your race. You have got to give in uh, address, address, like your social security number. And then there's a huge section about what, what race you are, which seems absolutely insane. And exactly like why that is relevant, I don't know. And we really hope that this type of this type of like federal ideology that race is like a number one determinant factor in every decision that people make, that that like goes away because it is actually the definitional term of racism. I'm looking at the web Merriam-Webster's dictionary since 1828, Merriam-Webster, dictionary.com backslash racist. What is the definition of racist? Well, characterized by systemic oppression of a racial group to the social, economic, and political advantage of another Okay, well, that does sound like uh, we're going to give money to certain communities based on their skin color. As Kamala Harris said, communities of color will get hurricane relief before presumably communities of not color, which you're going to have to you're going to have to explain to me. How, like, what, what are you going to do with that? It's like the family guy meme, family guy meme with like the, the card with all the uh, gr- gradations of skin color on it. Guys, it's uh, one wrong. Okay, so it's morally wrong. The definition of racist for Merriam-Webster, a person who is a racist is somebody who holds holds the belief that race is a fundamental determinant of human traits and capacities. Is Is that not what Kamala Harris is doing right here? Isn't this exactly what Kamala Harris is doing? Saying that like the race of the people who were hit by the hurricane, we're going to just judge them based on their skin color and determine like exactly, uh, you know, like, like how much money we should give them based on their skin color. Again, the federal government does this all the time. It does it in secret and surreptitious ways. It does it with Pell Grants. It does it with scholarships. It does it with, uh, you know, housing and mortgage loans. This is racist by definition. It's just a refurbishing of the old racist path that benefited white people that Democrats were in favor of. Brown v. Board of Education, Dred Scott, uh, Jim Crow laws. These are all Democrat laws. The KKK was established to help Democrats. Go go read the founding charter of the KKK. The founding charter of the KKK was to attack Republicans and black people. That, I mean, the, one of the first victims of the KKK, I think the first death of the KKK was a Republican politician. All right? So Democrats have always been for this. They've always been for the racial segmentation of America. For what? For power, okay? So the, the, the groups that they want to benefit changes, but it's always for the same purpose, power. So this is Kamala Harris, literally Merriam-Webster's definition of racist. Let's read the article. It's our lowest income communities and communities of color that are most impacted by extreme conditions, saying that communities of color are worse hit than white people during natural disasters. Where the hell do you come up with this kind of stuff? I mean, again, this is like, uh, you know, this is the kind of stuff that you would say in um, it's the eugenics. It's like eugenics stuff, right? And so much of this stuff is based on essentially eugenics, right? It is like grouping people together and making a determination about them, not based on their individual choices. Like, I don't know where to live in Florida because Miami just got a little bit of rain and some people in Fort Myers got, you know, got, got devastated by this. Fort Myers Beach doesn't exist anymore. It's not judging people by their choices, like where to live. It's just judging people by their skin color, which is, again, I'm looking at the definition, definitionally racist. Kamala Harris said this at the Democratic National Committee Women Leadership Forum 
absolutely, Harris said when the um, the host said, also women. Also, absolutely, Harris said, okay, you're going to have to show me the evidence. You're going to have to show me the evidence right now that uh, the hurricane attacked people based on race or gender. Also, it is, it is, it is laughable. I am screaming inside, listening to people like this. You know, this is the Committee on Women's Leadership Forum, Kamala Harris said. What is a woman? Okay. Like, again, we ask you the question, Kamala, define a woman. Women, Jonas added, well, they can't define a woman. We, we all heard Ketanji Brown Jackson, like, say, oh, I don't know what a woman is. You people can't define a woman, but you're going to use the label of woman for power. You're going to use the label of people of color for power. And that is essentially all that this boils down to. It's always the same thing with these with these Marxists. It doesn't if it, if it's something to benefit. It, they would be totally on board, and the Democrat Party was totally on board with Dred Scott, Brown v. Board of Education, the most racist laws ever passed in America, and most racist Supreme Court rulings in America. The Democrats cheered them in the streets. The KKK marched down the streets of Washington D.C. There are photos of it. They were all Democrats. They were supporting Democrat politicians. Democrat politicians marched with them. It is incredible the neck snapping ability for them to simply take the racism of the past and just rip it, revarnish it, and refurbish it and create the racism of the future, which is, of course, you know, uh, just the benefiting of one group over another based on their race. Harris's comments drew fire from some conservatives who took the comments to mean that race was being uh, factored in aid distribution. Christina Peshwa fantastic person who's a rapid response director for Republican Ron DeSantis' campaign, said, this is false. VP's rhetoric is causing undue panic and must be clarified. FEMA individual assistance is already available for all Floridians impacted by Hurricane Ian, regardless of race or background. Okay, so what did Kamala Harris have to say about this when she was asked directly to her face about the undue panic that this is causing? Because of course, imagine you are a, and I don't know the racial demographic breakdown of Fort Myer. I know where I live. And the, you know, around me, there's a lot of Cuba, there's a place called Ybor City in Tampa, and it is just a spectacular, uh, historic Cuban neighborhood. It looks like little Havana. You can get hand-rolled cigars. The a huge majority of Tampa is Cuba, Cuban population. I don't know what the breakdown is in Fort Myer. I haven't looked. I haven't, I haven't gone and checked. And actually, I quite, quite frankly don't want to because I don't give a damn. You're an American, damn it. And so I don't care about the melanin in your skin, to be quite honest with you. That is regressive. It's going back in time. And it's quite frankly uh, evil. I shouldn't be judging you by your skin color, right? MLK. Kamala Harris uh, causes panic because let's say you were a white person in Fort Myer and you have your home destroyed. Let's say you live in a trailer park in Fort Myer. And there's a lot of trailer parks in Florida, okay? And you get hit and your trailer's gone. And what happens then? You listen to Kamala Harris, you're on your phone, you're inside of a, you know, a FEMA hotel or whatever, you turn on your phone and you see Kamala Harris saying, yo, we're going to uh, distribute federal funds based on if you're white or not. So if you are white, you're going to go to the end of the line. Yo, uh, you're going to be pretty concerned about that because you've just been devastated. All of your worldly possessions are gone. Uh, your memories, your precious uh, moments you, you, presumably like the, 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 the things of value that you had just literally swept away. You can go look at the footage. A lot of these places have just been swiped, like literally, literally flattened off the map. And then you're going to, you're going to like actually panic. You, you, this is going to cause panic because the federal government is going to go through and be like, ah, are you like what Kamala Harris is saying is they're going to say, are you white? Well, then you don't get aid. That is one interpretation of what Kamala Harris said. So even Kamala Harris kind of knows obviously, that she stepped in it here because when asked about it by a reporter, here's what she had to say. Okay, so Kamala Harris, who is allegedly a legal, who is allegedly a legal person, she was the attorney general of California. She is apparently a lawyer, uh, 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 along with the um, former girlfriend of Montel Williams. I guess those are like the two things at the top of her resume.
We cover a lot of data on this show, so when was the last time you heard us talk about a number that reached absolute zero? Well, a few times. There are absolutely zero functional brain cells inside of Joe Biden's head. There is 0% chance of us voting for a Democrat in November, and there's 0% chance that Hillary Clinton will become president. Financially, in our lifetime, we have seen numbers reach absolute zero, and it's been terrifying. In the last recession, stocks like Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, and Chrysler reached absolute zero in value overnight. Could it happen again? Of course it could. And if it did, would you be protected? This is why we invest in gold. Gold has never been at absolute zero in value ever in world history. In fact, gold value is rising like a hockey stick. That's why the savviest Americans, like me, diversify their savings to protect them from downturns in the market, from global instability, and from a falling, collapsing dollar. Birch Gold Group helps me invest in gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and they can help you. Text Benny to 989898, and you can convert your old 401k or IRA into a precious metals-backed IRA right now. Do it. It's the smart move, and we got two more years of Joe Biden, so what can you do, man? Text Benny to 989898 to invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. Uh, Kamala Harris, according to this article, the Daily Mail, walked away with her security detail from a question criticizing her about saying people of color in lower income communities will be most impacted by the hurricane and th therefore they deserve more federal aid. She was uh, speaking at the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation 51st Annual Phoenix Award Dinner. Uh, Kamala Harris probably walking away from that because she knows that what she said is illegal based on the Civil Rights Act. So we pulled up the Civil Rights Act. You can go ahead and find this on the Department of Labor.gov. This is uh, what we're reading from right now. In 1964, Congress passed the law 88352, 78 statute 241. The Civil Rights Act 1964 prohibits discrimination based on race, color, religion, sex, national origins. Provisions of the Civil Rights Act forbade discrimination on the basis of sex as well as race in hiring, promotion, and firing. The act prohibited the discrimination of public accommodations and federally funded programs based on race. We are reading it for you. Black and white, right there. There you go. Kamala Harris, yes, is a racist. Based on the Civil Rights Act of 1964 that was passed um, in Martin Luther King's honor, I believe, like, li like, li like literally with Martin Luther King there at the signing, the guy who said, I want you to judge my uh, kids not by the melanin in their skin, but by their accomplishments and their choices because they're human beings who are unique and who have special uh, immutable qualities given to them by God, you know, the way our founders saw these things. That's why I'm standing on the Lincoln Memorial, because uh, uh, one million Americans gave their lives, died in a civil war to make true the promise of the founding of this nation. So Kamala Harris is facing all of that and just walking away. What a, what a total and complete cringe-inducing utter loser. By the way, we have a cringe alert for you uh, coming up very soon. Very excited about the cringe alert. We have a new cringe alert, and it's going to be awesome. Get ready, because what Biden said at a Hispanic Heritage Month event, not good. Kamala Harris is, of course, being um, seen for what she is by the rational people inside of the Democrat Party, Bill Maher, saying, um, yo, we got to make sure that Kamala Harris like never sees the light of day on a Democrat ticket ever again. Uh, Bill Maher is, of course, a dyed-in-the-wool leftist and Democrat, but a very rational one. Listen to what he had to say this weekend. Could see is replacing the vice president. Because, yeah, she's, she's, she's not very popular anywhere, and <laughs> it didn't seem to work out, and um, I don't know, that's been done before on a ticket, you know? I mean, a lot of people... Tulsi Gabbard, remember, that was that moment in the debate where she brought up these, that there are uh, men and women in California that are in prison for these, you know, pot deals, and then she was laughing about getting high on the radio station. And it was just like Tulsi Gabbard was like this heat-seeking missile. That was the end of it. You know, she's got a lot of, in addition to being, for some reason, um, an off-putting person, she, <laughs> she also has, I think, a lot of baggage that probably wouldn't do well under a lot of scrutiny. Very nice. Okay, so here they are distancing themselves. Bill Maher runs a leftist show. He does not have real conservatives on his show. These are leftist audience members who are giggling at how terrible Kamala Harris is. Bill Maher floated the idea of dumping Vice President Kamala Harris, writes the, uh, sorry, not the Daily Mail, Breitbart.com here with Breitbart Entertainment. Uh, 
2024 Democrat presidential ticket, noting that she remains deeply unpopular and is a bad politician. Friday's episode of HBO's Real Time with Bill Maher, the comedian praised President Joe Biden, saying he'll likely be the party's nominee in 2024. Please let it happen. I want it to happen. I want it to happen. I'm, let it, uh, please. We needed this to happen. I will be in Delaware later this week. We'll be paying a very special visit uh, to a very special place in Delaware known as Brandon Falls. And it's going to be wonderful. Please stay tuned for all of the great content we have coming this week. It will be very special. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am for Joe Biden running again. Get, like, give me more of this. Let's see what happens in the midterms. Give me more of this. What I can see is replacing... What I can see is replacing Vice President Mar says, eliciting enthusiastic applause from the student studio audience. Because she's not very popular anywhere, and it didn't seem to work out. I don't know. That's been done before in a ticket, right, where you dump the vice president. Yes, this actually happened a couple times. FDR dumped his vice president. Uh, the uh, uh, word on the street was that JFK was going to dump LBJ, uh, and then L LBJ... Uh, well, we'll leave that for another video, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just, uh, let's, there's some interesting history there, all right? Go ahead and look it up. Those two uh, didn't like each other. LBJ, very, very bad person. <clears throat> also, uh, uh, legitimate, like, uh, election fraudster, LBJ. L literal ballot stuffing, LBJ. You can go, like, these are, these are well-documented. This is, like, well-documented LBJ's, like, like uh, capacity to uh, literal, literally rig elections for himself. So, evil, evil man, probably one of our top three worst presidents in American history. We'll see how the rest of the Biden administration shakes up. But here's uh, an incredible clip of Joe Biden, speaking of uh, the devil, at, like not to be outdone, not to be outdone by Kamala Harris's like anti-white racism. Joe Biden, sitting at the White House for White House Hispanic Heritage Month, said to the uh, room of presumably uh, heavily his Hispanic audience at the White House, uh, he said something that is so cringeworthy that we've decided to use, and we do use this very sparingly, our cringe alert on the program. Royce, please give me a cringe alert before this clip. <laughs> Proof that Hispanic history is American history. It's American As a matter of fact, as they're saying now, y'all were here before we were. <laughs> so, what? Okay, first off, where exactly? Are you talking about like the French Canadian explorers? Like up in Canada? Like exactly where? Like exactly where? Y'all were here before we were. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna get like? Are you gonna like give give back like the 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 like purchase of Texas and California? I mean, essentially they are doing that by sacrificing the border. But like, what what exactly? What pray tell does that mean? Y'all were here. Are you talking about like Christopher Columbus? Are and what is we exactly? Are you like are are you talking about as like an Irish person, Joe Biden? What is the we per se? This is just like classic. It's just anti-white racism. That's just what it is. It's, it's historically illiterate. It's uh, it's utterly meant to appease the clapping, drooling seals inside of audiences like this, who have been trained uh, Pavlovian, Pavlo, like Pavlovian dogs to hate white people. That's just what it is. And like the anti-white bias of Joe Biden in his own administration is utterly laughable because Joe Biden himself is one of the largest racists we've ever seen hold office. Now, we're not saying he's exactly like Robert Byrd. What we are saying, who, who was a member of the KKK, we are saying, Robert Byrd, a Democrat senator from West Virginia, a member of the KKK, we are saying that Joe Biden had really nice things to say about Robert Byrd at his funeral. Joe Biden worked with Robert Byrd. Joe Biden has said that if you don't vote for me, then you're not a black person. Literally said that. Joe Biden said that you can't go to a, uh, you know, a Dunkin' Donuts in Delaware unless you have an Indian accent. These are, I mean, this is me like quoting Joe Biden. Joe Biden told a story about corn pop not being able to jump off a diving board because he had too much pomade in his hair. And then Joe Biden went and found a rusty razor blade in a, uh, in a chain to go fight corn pop because he was a bad dude from a bad part of town. What? Joe Biden in recent comments have said, he has said, again, I'm quoting, I'm quoting the president here, okay? I am quoting the president here. Joe Biden in recent comments has said like the worst parts of town are where you'll, where you'll find the best basketball players. 
Remember last month when Joe Biden doddered out in front of TV cameras and said, hey, I'm going to forgive everyone's student loans. Well, that's pretty irritating for a guy like me who worked through college and paid off all my loans. And now I'm going to have to pay for someone else's loans. I'm sick of paying for things I don't need or use. Kind of like supplements. I take supplements every single day. This is how we power through the show. And this is how we're online for 12 hours a day. I used to take them in pill form, but studies have shown that you do not absorb most of the nutrients in the pills. Not to mention they can be hard to swallow. Vitamins that you don't absorb are a waste of money. That's why doctors and nutritionists created Healthy Cell, a great tasting ingestible gel with 165% more absorption than pills. Healthy Cell's microgel ensures maximum absorption of exactly the sort of premium nutrients that I need to get me through the day to support focus, recall, mental speed, and rapid learning, all the things that Joe Biden doesn't have. If it's optimal for brain performance, you want it. Please check out Healthy Cell. I use it every single day. Visit HealthyCell.com backslash Benny. That's HealthyCell.com and use the code Benny for 20% off your first order. HealthyCell.com backslash Benny. This is what Joe Biden said. Joe Biden has these clips. We've loaded them up and we played them for you on the show. So it is really like, it is really quite frankly astonishing that Joe Biden is sitting here like making these historically illiterate comments, presumably, presumably to like say that his, Hispanics were in America before what Irish people were in America. Well, uh, I mean, for, like again, what does that have to do one with us being all united under one flag and all men being created equal? And then two, is this Joe Biden trying to just like make up for his past racism? We don't exactly know, but we do know the results of Joe Biden's past racism. We do know that Joe Biden's crack laws, which don't somehow apply to his white son, did apply to hundreds of thousands of young black men and ruined their lives. We have Joe Biden on tape bragging about the mandatory minimums of five-year sentences for young black men in the crack epidemic in America, bills that Joe Biden passed and was really, 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 really proud of. Okay, so great job, Joe Biden. Really, they, 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 they aren't sending their best and their policies are no longer are not sending their best. I mean, that's what's amazing. You would think that these kind of people would create policies that would, you know, if, if the goal here is to support or uplift communities of color, you'd think that the policies that they are enacting would do that. But you've seen the economic collapse around this country. We are currently in a recession. Forbes said on Friday, Forbes declared on Friday that, yes, we are in a recession right now. Okay, call it what it is. Let's like not talk around the elephant in the room. The recession hurts everyone. The recession hurts poorer people the most. The recession hurts people who are struggling or trying to uh, rise up in society, like rise up and get their American dream in society the most. Joe Biden's policies are going to, like it's incredible how like these economic policies are the ones that really, really sabotage uh, the very most, let's just say lo like lower income people. Let's not even, I, mean, I don't think you should like divvy people up based on their race, but you can talk about people who are trying to go from uh, lower to lower middle class to the middle class. These kind of economic policies destroy, they crush them. When the economy collapses and when layoffs happen, these are the people who get fired. These are the people who end up losing their jobs. And when you shutter a third of the small businesses, which happened during COVID in this country, these are the people who end up getting fired. We ran the story on Friday about uh, hundreds of millions of people who've lost their jobs because small business COVID just decimated small businesses. These are Joe Biden's policies. Also, Joe Biden's open border policies make Joe Biden the number one human smuggler in the world. Call it what it is. Ted Cruz has said this. We echo that on this program. Uh, Joe Biden, number one human smuggler in the world. And who's being smuggled? Well, communities of color, actually, Mr. Equity, Mr. Joe Biden. We have here a story from Texas saying that 50 migrants were found packed into a tractor trailer. This is a story that just can be written day after day after day. From Breitbart.com, Texas Department of Public Safety Highway Troopers found 50 migrants crammed in the back of an enclosed commercial trailer. Troopers foiled the human smuggling attempt as they investigated the reports of human trafficking in Laredo, Texas. The smugglers were arrested in connection to the event, but of course the event is entirely normal in America now because Joe Biden has utterly swung open the borders. There are now no more laws. So you, luckily these people, I believe were found alive, 37 males, 11 females, uh, in the same area, there were 50 migrants who were cooked like to death in the back of a tractor trailer. And I believe that they all died. 
somewhere around 50 migrants dead in the back of a trailer. We went down to Yuma, Arizona, where we saw rape trees. That's what our guides called them. Rape trees where you would be raped upon uh, your end of a, a trip that a coyote uh, brings you across the border. We saw little stuffed animals from children. We literally saw illegal crossers running. They were very young uh, into the country. We have it all in our documentary. And it, you know, like it's not even really shocking footage. You can see it every single day, day after day after day. This is Joe Biden utilizing his equity agenda for the torture, rape, human smuggling, and sex trafficking of people who are majority minority, people who are people of color by and large. Although we do have Russians, Ukrainians, Chinese people, people from apparently 50 different countries, maybe 100 different countries who've crossed over. I've lost count. And of course, a lot of people on the terrorist watch list. So great job, Joe Biden. Looks like your equity agenda is going swimmingly. Will there be a huge influx of people from Brazil into this country? We'll see. Brazil had a massive election last night. There is, it is a runoff election. You have to score an outright victory. That didn't happen. Bolsonaro, who is the center, uh, the center right populist leader, big Donald Trump fan of Brazil. This guy is rock solid and has been an incredible populist and nationalist uh, in Brazil. Uh, he staved off uh, defeat by a far left socialist with 99% of the vote votes. He uh, votes tallied former President Luis Ig Ignacio Lua da Salvia. There you go. That's how well I speak Portuguese. Uh, had 48% support and Jair Bolsonaro had 43%. Nine other candidates were also competing. Their supports paled to that. And now the country heads to a runoff. Much like in France, these systems, you had to take the top two uh, uh, performers. You have to get over 50% in order to have an outright victory. Neither of them did. And so here we go. The margin of error, of course, in the polls, uh, Bolsonaro far outweighed. Uh, and his party won massively down the ticket, which is a little strange, isn't it? Little strange, isn't it? A little peculiar. Brazil's two top presidential candidates will face off in a runoff vote after neither got enough support to win outright on Saturday in an election to decide the country's returns. Uh, uh, leftists to helm the world's fourth largest democracy or keep the incumbent in office. The incumbent is Jair Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro told reporters in the capital city, that he understood that there was a desire for change among the population hard hit by the economic crisis and high inflation, but certain changes uh, can be for the worst. And that is exactly why you see people running across our border in the same numbers, because socialism and communism has taken deep root in South America. And that is why they run. That is why they come across our borders in such high numbers. It is truly remarkable to see where people are actually coming from because uh, the immigration, net immigration from Mexico is essentially done, like it's essentially gone, right? So the amount of uh, me uh, Mexicans who were born in Mexico, consider themselves Mexican nationals, they are not no longer crossing the border. It is now from Guatemala, Nicaragua, Venezuela, and farther South countries uh, in South America where communism and socialism and corruption have reigned supreme for decades. Uh, uh, and here we go. This is what these people are fleeing. This is why they come to America. This is where this is where they're coming from. Uh, and the reason why is because of the equity agenda of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. So be careful when you come here. As Kamala Harris would say, do not come. Do not come. Uh, you would just have to take like a second to look at the idiocy of this administration to maybe like if you're in Venezuela, like if you're in Venezuela and you're eating a zoo animal, which is what happened actually, this is a little food that people uh, in Caracas went and uh, went into the zoo and started cooking zoo animals. Um, their currency, of course, like worth less than toilet paper, exactly what's probably going to happen here in America, uh, the way that we're heading. Uh, uh, the, you'd actually open up a news story and be like, and you look at this next story and you'd be like, ah, maybe I'm not going to make the trip anymore. Maybe I'm just going to stay here. Maybe I'll just like uh, scratch out an existence in Venezuela. You read this, this story from Breitbart. It is, it is so hard to see 
stories like this. Because what they are doing is they are spitting on the people who are helping the most and hurting the most after this hurricane. Now, I've been covering this hurricane. We broadcast through the hurricane uh, last week, and we're going to be doing a lot to actually help people in the midst of uh, the disaster that is uh, 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 southwestern Florida right now. We actually have the address. We want to put the address on screen for where you can go to donate to disaster relief. You can volunteer here, volunteerflorida.org, and you can also head over to uh, the Florida Disaster Relief Fund. Um, That is also uh, the official fund that Tom Brady donated to, that Ron DeSantis is pushing, um, if you want to donate to people in Florida. How is Joe Biden thanking the people who are in the Coast Guard, who are rescuing Various individuals who may like be trapped on their boats or in their homes. The Coast Guard, obviously, huge in disaster relief and in hurricane relief. How are they treating the brave men and women of the Coast Guard uh, who are out there trying, risking their lives literally to save Floridians after a disaster? Well, Joe Biden is firing them because they didn't get the vax. Incredible. Watch this clip. Joe Biden personally thanks a member of the U.S. Coast Guard who was set to be discharged, refusing to take the COVID-19 vaccine. On Friday, Biden thanked aviation survival technician second class Zach Loves, and Biden said that he's, quote, thanked him for all the work that he and his Coasties are doing to save lives. Well, despite assisting in the hurricane rescue effort, Loves faces expulsion in 30 to 60 days over the vaccine mandate. A lawsuit was filed in September against the Coast Guard on behalf of over 1,200 members who are seeking exemption from the COVID-19 vaccine. So Joe Biden is at the White House personally thanking, by name, Coast Guard rescue swimmer who is going to be discharged over his vaccine mandate, saving people's lives. This evil Marxist. The White House uh, publicized the call in a press release of Biden himself bragging about calling the Coast Guard member. I told him how proud I was and thanked him for all of the work he and his Coasties are doing to save lives, Biden said to the aviation survival technician, second class Zach Loesch. The White House press release thanked Loesch by name. The president thanked him for saving lives and asked for a report on the work that continues to rescue Floridians. Oh, very good. Despite Biden thanking Loesch for saving people, Loesch is due to be kicked out of the Coast Guard in 30 days due to Biden's vaccine mandate, which is totally and completely unconstitutional, Loesch tells Breitbart News. Loesch submitted a request for religious accommodation as well as an appeal, but both were denied, according to Loesch. If I had asked any of the people I saved yesterday if they wanted to come with me, even though I am unvaccinated, every single one of them would have said yes. What a great quote. What a fantastic quote from Loesch. Loesch personally pulled out a disabled woman and her husband who were trapped in their back bedroom with the couch jammed against the doorway. So he kicked through the wall in order to free them. Let me tell you a little something that must happen when Republicans take over. And we have some polling here uh, uh, next in the show that I think is going to be very, very uh, uh, good for Republicans. I think that I am extremely optimistic about the midterms. I am very optimistic. There's a bunch of doomsdayers. I think we are going to get 53 uh, 53 seats in the Senate. I think the House is going to be like 40 to 50 seats. What must happen is that on a federal level, there needs to be a law that says the bodily autonomy law mandates that you must have a religious exemption right which presumably would be here in the Civil Rights Act. I mean, we read from you the Civil Rights Act that is literally right here in the Civil Rights Act. Congress passed a law, 1964, that prohibits discrimination on base, race, color, or religion. So why does this not apply to these guys? Congress needs to pass another law that smacks down the executive branch and cripples Any further vaccine mandate ever again from happening in this country is evil. It is and must be on the top of the docket that says that you have a right to say what goes into your body and to object. You have a right to say which 
medicines you take and that the federal government cannot force you to take medicine, just like the federal government cannot force you to practice a religion or to take a, or, or to, 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 to say words. You have a freedom of speech. You have a freedom for bodily autonomy and you have the freedom to decide what is best for you and for your family when it comes to the medicine that you take. This should not be hard and Republicans must pass, must, must pass a law stating this. And every one of these people, cops, military men, all these people, should, like, get me the class action lawsuit, please. There's got to be a massive class action lawsuit. It's clearly illegal. I'm reading from you from the Civil Rights Act 1964 saying that you are discriminating based on religion. And yo, there's plenty of, there's plenty of religious exemptions for everything else medically in, in, this, in this country. My wife is a medical professional. She worked at a Jewish hospital in Baltimore. And let me tell you, like it was the stories that she had of various practices, various Hasidic practices for how to treat like a deceased person or how to uh, treat someone. It is totally based on religion. The hospital was a uh, very, very uh, a strict Orthodox Jewish hospital in Baltimore. And it was like um, just crazy stories, right? But that's just someone practicing their religion. It ain't my religion. But hey, listen, man, like that's your right in this country to have your traditions and you, and, and and your relationship with God is far more valuable than your relationship with a hospital or a doctor or a government. All right. And so you have to respect that. Why we need to pass a law for that or how that would be written. I'm not sure, but I think I'll ask around. This cannot happen again in, in America. This kind of stuff is evil and shame on them. Zach Loesch. American hero, God bless you. Uh, let's see if we can book him and maybe he can come on the show and talk to us about this. Being fired, being thanked by Joe Biden and then being fired by Joe Biden in the same breath. Ron DeSantis is of course not doing this. Ron DeSantis is not doling out uh, aid based on someone's race or firing them based on their personal medical decisions. Ron DeSantis is cooking up breakfast at Waffle House for first responders. Check it out. Wow, this is uh, definitely good stuff right now. Yeah. Get in there, Ron DeSantis. Get in there with those waffles. That's what a real leader does. It's been amazing to see Ron DeSantis down on the ground. It's um, a team that we have really close contacts with and are very, very close to in Florida. Uh, it's wonderful to watch Ron DeSantis work. He has done and performed beautifully. People will remember uh, what he did in this time of disaster. And I think that he's he was already going to win by 70,000 points. And I think he's going to win now by 100,000 points. Ron DeSantis clearly working for the people of Florida and has been just totally in command. It is very comforting to flip on the telly and to see Ron DeSantis giving a press conference and updates throughout the hurricane and, of course, delivering aid. They now have multiple millions uh, in their disaster relief fund. And again, we encourage you to donate. Announcements very soon about what we are going to be doing on this show uh, to personally help the people uh, who have been affected and to help fundraise. We are going to be doing a benefits concert. Uh, details uh, to be announced very, very soon. And if you're in the Tampa area, we would love to meet you and we'd love to have you join us. It's going to be a very special, cool event around a Buccaneers game. Uh, and again, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll announce those uh, 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 benefit concerts uh, and all the details very, very soon. Waffle House is one of the finest restaurants in Charlotte County to reopen and provide hot meals as we work together with Floridians. Uh, Ron DeSantis wrote on Twitter, thank you for providing meals to the linemen working to restore power. Ron DeSantis, very smart man, asked for linemen, meaning the guys that go up and fix power lines to restore power to people, which is one of the most devastating effects of these hurricanes, uh, to be without power. Our our house flickered on and off. We lost power a couple times. Uh, tried to record our Newsmax show last week and lost power in the middle of it. Uh, but there are a lot of people who were a lot worse. A member of our team named Rico 
uh, who's been on the program before. He, I think, might still actually be without power right now. So prayers up again for the people of Florida. Nancy Pelosi, on the other hand, is saying that the, hey, listen, the farmers are wondering who's going to pick their crops. If we send all the illegals from Florida to Martha's Vineyard, who's going to pick the crops? In That's what the Florida farmers are concerned about. It is incredible. I Like, we... we Pretty much just put together a simple show today saying Kamala Harris is racist. This is the entire Democrat Party is racist. I mean, it really is incredible. Like this, this quote from Pelosi, this happened on Friday, but this quote from Pelosi is just like just the height. I mean, at least she comes out and says it. Pelosi herself, a vineyard owner, and we may be paying a little visit to Pelosi's vineyard very soon for a special project that we have working on uh, uh, in the uh, coming days. But man, I mean, like you're just coming out and saying this stuff now, right? You just you just coming out and like saying, yo, we want the illegals here to pick our crops. Here's Pelosi doing her best um, uh, plantation Pelosi impression. Fact is, is that uh, we have a responsibility to secure our border. We also have a responsibility to recognize the importance of newcomers to our nation. Right now, the best thing that we can do for our economy is to have comprehensive immigration reform. We have a shortage of workers in our country. And you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. But that doesn't mean that we don't recognize our moral responsibility as well. When the president, the former, well, occasional occupant of the White House. (laughs) Uh, You ever, um, there's a legal term, which is uh, an argument that proves too much. Okay. And this is an argument that proves too much from Nancy Pelosi. All right. So Nancy Pelosi's argument here that we need people to pick our crops is an argument that proves too much. It may very well be true. There's a lot of migrant labor in this country. There always has been, actually. Migrant labor in this country, uh, uh, all throughout California. I was born in California and lived the uh, first couple of years of my life there. And like it, like this was like a common thing in the 80s. Uh, there was migrant labor all the time in America. Uh, but this is Nancy Pelosi making an argument that just proves way too much. She says... Pelosi was asked about whether the southern border is secure. She says, we have a responsibility to security border. We also have a responsibility to recognize the importance of newcomers to our nation. Newcomers to our nation? You mean people who broke our laws and came here illegally? Right now, the best thing we can do for our economy is comprehensive immigration reform, which, of course, they want to do in order to legalize the, I don't know, what, what's the number going to be at? 40 million people who are now here illegally in this country. We have a shortage of workers in our country. You see, even in Florida. Some of the farmers are saying, why are you shipping these immigrants up north? We need them to pick crops down here. <laughs> ah! Gah! Can somebody put Pelosi in like a um like a like a like a Colonel Sanders outfit, like sitting there on a porch? Like somebody put her in the um the uh, Django Unchained, like Leonardo DiCaprio character. Somebody make her that character. It's probably been done. I'm sure. I'm sure it's been done. I haven't seen it. Sure, it sure it's been done. Plantation Pelosi. Who's gonna pick the crops? Pelosi's got herself a nice little vineyard in Napa Valley. Paul Pelosi drunk drove like right into it, smashed into their fence. Actually, Paul Pelosi hit a criminal illegal migrant uh, and nearly killed him. And of course, Paul Pelosi gets nothing to happen to him. We'll see. We'll be paying a visit. Uh, I think very very soon. We'll be going out and trying to expose a little bit of the hierarchy here, not hypocrisy, hierarchy of these people. Um, and we have a, we have something very special planned in our uh, in our coming content uh, uh, distribution. It will be very fun. Federal judge rules against Stacey Abrams backed group upholds 2018 election voting law. Just. A happy story to end with here. We have two happy stories to end our show with. Federal judge ruled Friday remaining claims in the Fair Fight Actions lawsuit filed against Democrat Stacey Abrams narrowly lost to now Brian Kemp in 2018's gubernatorial race. U.S. District Judge Steve Jones, an Obama appointee of all people, found that although Georgia's election system is not perfect, the challenged practices violate neither the Constitution or the Voters' Rights Act 
essentially uh, BTFOing uh, Stacey Abrams in her attempt to be Queen of England and Viceroy uh, Chancellor of the Galactic Senate and Star Wars and every other thing that she is. She was essentially slapped down uh, really hard by this judge in a ruling that said, um, go away now, please, and lose once more in your race uh, to Brian Kemp. Uh, Stacey Abrams is like cruising for a bruising here along with uh, Beto O'Rourke in Texas. They're going to lose. They're going to be multi-time losers. And they're, that's going to like end your political career. Okay. So once you lose for the same office multiple times, you're like done. You'll never hear from Beto O'Rourke ever again, except for probably at a, a furry convention um, uh, where he's talking to you on his Instagram live through like a, you know, mask of like a puppy dog or like a sheep or something. It'll be really special. Uh, and then Stacey Abrams, I'm like, Lord knows she'll, she'll just retire uh, to being the, um, you know, the the imperial, what what, what will she be in her, in her next iteration of a thing that was stolen from her? The, the, the imperial czar of Russia. I don't know. Whatever she's decided she's going to be next, whatever. Someone on our staff decided they're going to be something married. And we want to welcome on screen Royce. You all know Rolls Royce. He is up. He is married. He is back in Tampa. Whoa, Royce, what's what's going on here? So this is what happens when I'm not in the studio. This is the power. The power's not out, right? This is just, we're not in the studio. Royce is married, ladies and gentlemen. Applause for Royce. He was out all week on his honeymoon, living the life. We encourage families here. Uh, Royce, you do, do you have any audio? Can we hear you? I, I don't know how well it sounds. There you go. You sound okay? good, baby. How's married life? It's great. I'm loving it. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> how is, uh, how is, where, where uh, don't, don't tell, no, no, gentlemen don't kiss and tell, but we are very, very excited for Royce's uh, start. He's a young man. He married the love of his life. And, uh, and he's, he's, uh, uh, you're beaming, man. You, even though the lights are all off, you're beaming. Are my teeth glowing? Can you see it? Yes. Smiling so big. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. What was the highlight of the wedding? Everything, man. The people that got to come, the, the the family we got to hang out with, the, the moments we made, it, it was amazing. And uh, I'm just super happy to have found the love of my life at such a young age and appreciate everything you're doing for us. <laughs> Isn't that great? And what, uh, 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 were you nervous when you did your vows? Oh yeah, extremely. I mean, if I'll show you, I'll show you personally photos later, but I was bawling my eyes out, nervous. I was, it was fun though. But, uh, you know, the first look, we did a first look before. So she like tagged me on the shoulder and I turned around, saw her for the first time. And it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> Final question. What advice would you give to young men who are like, ah, you know, I'll wait till I'm, yeah, maybe I don't want to get married. Uh, I don't know what advice I could give. I, I, I may have just gotten lucky, but for me, I, I just knew going into dating when I was looking for somebody to, to be with, I wasn't, you know, trying to date just to date around. I was dating with intent to marry, right? If I was going to date somebody, I wasn't going to lead them on. I was going to date, uh, you know, uh, really try this out. And, and Gianna, who's my fiance, she's in nursing school. She's no, an amazing boy. girl. Boy, she's your wife. Oh my, my brother in Christ, she's your wife. I you gotta get used to <laughs> I gotta get used to that. I gotta get used to that. My wife, she's an amazing girl. And when I started dating her, I dated with the intent to marry. So if you're gonna date, that's probably the best advice I can give uh, is date with the intent to marry. Yeah, yeah. This is what happiness looks like, ladies and gentlemen. And a huge round of applause. Say congratulations to Royce and Gianna. Hit them up in the comments. Uh, and, uh, you can go over and follow Royce on his Instagram. Royce, shout yourself out. Let me get it. Wait. Oh, wait. Oh, oh there we go. There you go. <laughs> you know, right. back and forth on it. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, on there soon. <laughs> toss Royce a follow, uh, follow along with some of our antics. We're going to be doing a lot of traveling now that Royce is all hitched up, married, got that ring. Show those people. You got that ring. Let me see. Right. Come on, baby. There you go. Get it up. Get it up. These are the things. These are the things that make life worth living: wives, kids, family, uh, love of country, love of your God, and also, most importantly, 
the ability for us to broadcast and to reach you. Now, it's the election season, ladies and gentlemen. And so what's going to happen is they're going to take away our notifications in your phone. They're going to take away our ability to reach you. They did this last election. Social media is going to take accounts like ours. It's going to like silence them and remove the notifications. You're probably noticing this. Please be the notification. Please follow our podcast more than ever. Please, we beg of you, follow the podcast. Where all podcasts, looks like that. There you go. Benny Show, right there. There you go. Right there. Where all, where all podcasts are found. Like our social media pages. Ask for notifications to be turned on and to see first in the feed. This is how we remain able to reach you. They are going, this is just, this is just common practice. They are going to try and silence us. They are going to try and affect our reach before an election in order to try and push one side, all right? So make sure that they aren't able to do that by supporting us, following our pages, subscribing to our podcast. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We want to thank you. God, family, country is how we do things around here. We do everything for you, for the right purpose, and for the, sal- the for the, literally the salvation of this country. I mean, I mean, legit, like religiously, and then actually like literally, Okay, we are in it to win it. We are going to win. They shall not have the victory. And onward, onward, onward. Thank you so much for watching. God bless you. My name is Benny Johnson. This is Benny Johnson. This is the Benny Show.